Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and this is Episode 7 of The Daily Grind, and it's Tuesday, June 13th. So go ahead and grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to brew your brain with a rundown on today's date and some interesting historical facts, and sharpen your wit as I toss out just a few random musings to get those brain gears turning. Plus, I will offer up some thoughts to ponder to enrich your faith as we focus on our walk with Jesus. So let's get this show on the road. Well, it's that time on the daily grind to brew your brain. On June 13th in 1774, Rhode Island became the first of Britain's North American colonies to ban the importation of slaves. In 1966, the United States Supreme Court ruled in Miranda v. Arizona that the police must inform suspects of their rights before questioning them. On June 13, 1967, President Lyndon B. Johnson nominated Solicitor General Thurgood Marshall to become the first black justice on the U.S. Supreme Court. And on June 13, 1971, the New York Times began publishing the Pentagon Papers. June 13 is Lobster Day, Sewing Machine Day, National Forklift Safety Day. Let's remember, safety is no accident. And nothing says, I love you like a well-secured pallet of marshmallows. And it's also International Axe Throwing Day. It's the perfect opportunity to channel your inner lumberjack and prove to the world that you're more than just a sharp dresser. Now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Alaska is the only U.S. state that can be typed using just one line of a QWERTY keyboard. Next time you get your keyboard in front of you, check it out. Dumbo is the only title character who never speaks in a Disney animated film. You know, when you think about it, All flat earthers travel on a plane. I want you guys to know that I'm using modern technology and services to answer one of life's biggest questions. I just got online and ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know which comes first. I used to really hate facial hair, but it has grown on me. All right, and this is that part of the daily grind where we enrich our faith. You know, life has this strange thing going on where you can be pretty familiar with something, but still not truly know it. I mean, know it inside and out. This weekend, Marcy and I celebrated our 34th wedding anniversary. We have probably spent 
well over 100,000 hours in each other's company. So it goes without saying that she is as familiar to me as my own boots. And yet, even to this day, I keep discovering new and amazing things about her. Just because she's familiar doesn't mean that I know her completely and don't have more to learn and discover. And when it comes to the Bible, most Christians reckon that they're familiar with the Gospels. Because, you know, in Jesus and everything. It's like a mandatory part of your Christian identification. It's like getting your Christian driver's license. You get saved, chances are you'll be acquainted with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But being acquainted with the Gospels, being familiar with the Gospels, doesn't mean that you truly know them. When I'm talking about knowing the Gospels, I'm not talking about knowing just random episodes in Jesus' life. Most of us know a few stories about Jesus. I mean, his birth, healing that paralyzed guy that got lowered through the roof, the tale of the prodigal son, the Last Supper. We know snippets. We know episodes, scenes from his life. But do we truly know the Gospels? See, the story of Jesus isn't just a collection of separate pieces. It's presented to us in the four Gospels. And they're connective narratives where there's seemingly random episodes from Jesus's life. They have been carefully sewn together into a story that's way richer and more meaningful than just some random highlight reel. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are storytellers. It's not like one of my kids' boxes of Legos where you can just toss in whatever piece you find. No, these writers chose really specific events from Jesus's life, and each one tells their own captivating story. They're painting a picture of Jesus that beckons us to worship him, trust him, follow him. You know, Tom Rayleigh probably had such a short but profound impact in my life when we were in Vienna. One of the things that he challenged me to do was to read the Gospels in a year. I remember saying, Tom, man, I can get the Gospels read this weekend. And he goes, John, that's that's your problem. He said, no, what I'm saying, when I challenge you to read the Gospels in a year, what I'm saying is take a year to read the Gospels. Take a month and read Matthew. Read it, reread it, reread it. Read it in different translations. I'm going to date myself. Listen to it on cassette. Then the next month, read Mark. Read it over and over and over until you get the feel and the sense of the whole entire story. And you begin to notice not what Jesus just says, but but how he does things and where he goes. And take a month, read Luke. Take a month and read John. And then start all over and spend a year just seeing Jesus in the stories. Now, I would say in 2023, what you should do uh, is to go on a gospel binge. I mean, I'm serious. Treat the gospels like a Netflix show that just dropped. 
I mean, here is a radical idea. The true meaning of each gospel lies in reading all of them. Not reading bits and pieces, but seeing how one bit flows into the next. Climbing up on that final bit so that by the end, you don't have just bits and pieces. You have the good news according to Matthew or the good news according to Luke and so on. It's the whole enchilada that makes up the good news. The real gold is in hearing the full story. And let me tell you, they're not even that long. The average person could read the Gospel of Mark in one sitting. 45 minutes or an hour. That's about the same amount of time as watching an episode of Ted Lasso. Or catching the cover of Married at First Sight Reunion or whatever, The Queen's Gambit. But instead of doing that, you could have read the Gospel of Mark. So reading the Gospels, it might seem intimidating because we we have all these cues that tell us to stop. I mean, most sermons, they focus just on tiny bits of the Bible. Since we were kids, we've been told to go deep into a single verse. You know, the, the verse numbers all throughout our Bible can trick our brain into thinking, oh, I've read a chapter. I should stop. I've read 10 verses. It's time to think. I'm telling you, when those were written, they didn't have chapters. They didn't have verses. And I really personally think that the worst thing you can ever do is to read a Bible verse. You should read a whole bunch of them. And in fact, you should get the whole story. I would encourage you in your own study to treat the epistles the same way and read that whole letter like a letter before you go back and try to look at one little part of it. You get the context of how everything else is going on in there. So I'm not kidding when I say binge the Gospels. Treat them like a brand new Netflix show that just dropped and you can't tear yourself away from until you've seen it all. Power through the whole story, start to finish. I would encourage you to go on the one-year plan or at least a four-month plan, and spend a month, read Matthew. Spend a month, read Mark. Spend a month, read Luke. Spend a month and read John. And I guarantee you, you may want to keep on doing that for a year because you will begin to see Jesus say and do and act in some ways that you probably never saw him and just taking little snippets of highlight reels. If you've not ever read the whole gospel, then there are things that you may never have laid eyes on. Sure, there's some parts in there that might make you scratch your head and you won't grasp it all the first go around. Questions will linger. There'll be problems that show up that are just begging for a solution, but you can save all that for a second read and a third read, maybe a 15th read. You can go back again and again, digging deep, into those tricky texts and those puzzling little passages. But you have the time to take all the time you need to explore every little nook and cranny. There is plenty of time for a reread. But if you never 
have read it cover to cover, there are things you might not ever come to. Let me give you an example. You may not realize that Mark intentionally places Peter's confession of Jesus as the Christ right smack dab in the middle of that story. Now, it's not in the middle of Matthew or Luke, even though they share the same event. But Mark sticks it in the middle because that moment is pivotal to his entire Jesus story. In that little moment, Peter recognizes Jesus as the Messiah, but he can't wrap his head around the fact that Jesus' messianic mission involves suffering. Mark's point is that Peter only sees half the truth. He knows Jesus is the Messiah, but he doesn't grasp what kind of Messiah he is. He is a suffering, serving, forgiven Messiah. Not some conquering, war-waging Messiah with a sword who just came to murder Romans like there's no tomorrow. No, Mark puts this story in the middle because his whole gospel throws down a challenge to the reader. Do you truly know and understand who Jesus is and why he came? You might have your own expectations of what a Messiah ought to do. You might have penned your own script. But do you put your trust in the real Jesus whose path to victory runs straight through a cross? You won't feel the full impact of that revelation unless you read Mark as a story, not just a collection of loosely connected Bible tidbits. So my encouragement to you today as you go about your Tuesday is to binge the Gospels. You got plenty of time to go back and rewatch your favorite episodes later. Lord, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And for the truth of his word, the example of his life, for his ruthless obedience by which he overcame temptation. Lord, we thank you for his dying through which he overcame death and for his rising to life again in which we are raised to life in your kingdom. Grant us the gift of your spirit that we may know Christ and make him known. And through him at all times and in all places, may we give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Well, I hope you have a great Tuesday. Thanks again for joining me on the Daily Grind. Um, I'm still second week of the Daily Grind podcast, so I welcome your feedback and input, uh, suggestions, corrections, general rebukes, not so general rebukes. Just let me know what I can do to make the daily grind better for you. I hope you weren't too distracted by the clacking that was going around. Lottie Dog just didn't want to sit still during this whole recording this time. But thank you again, and I will see you tomorrow on the daily grind.